It's Monday, so it's David Shapiro, and it's Shapiro World. David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. It's been a busy, busy start to the new trading day, or rather week, on the JSC Securities Exchange, David. I'm going to talk about the PIC with you later, which is a story that broke on Friday afternoon. But let's talk about some of the updates we've had. And let's start with Clover, because Clover is being bought out potentially by a company called Milco, based in Mauritius. Brimstone is involved in it. All sorts of other companies, Plowshare and IBBL are being involved as well. Do you own Clover? Have you ever liked Clover? No. <laughs> no, you know, I've always been I've always been nervous of commodity companies, particularly whether it's involved chickens or cows or anything like that. I think uh, those are very difficult commodities, you know, to to invest in. A kind of Zeta company as well. So, but I've watched it from the side. I think they were nothing more than a dairy farmer and producing dairy products that tried to extend, you know, extend its whole range of products, etc., and became unstuck. I don't know the full history around it, but I think it's reached a point where it probably suits them to to take it off the market. It's much easier to yeah. get it right off the market than still being subject to analysts and, uh, you know, not not necessarily regulators. I don't want to suggest that there's anything wrong. But, you know, analysts can be quite demanding and punishing. It begs the and question, why did it come to the market in the first place? Because it's a relatively right. new addition that, to the JSE family, isn't it? Dead right. Dead right. I don't think it had the structures or the strength to actually be listed. I don't think it was a food company in the same kind of mold as a Pioneer or a Tigers or anything like that. So... I've never, you know, I've always just watched it from the side and, you know, try to make up my mind, but I don't think I would ever have put money into it simply because it's so different those kind of companies. Anyway, Milko believes that Clover presents a uniquely attractive investment given its expansive chilled distribution capability, strong market position for key brands and an experienced management team. Okay, key brands. So we're talking about retail here. You, talk, mm, you call mm. it a commodity company. It's a combination of a commodity producer, which works very closely with farmers, but at the same time, it's yeah. a retail brand. So it's not a great combination from your point of view. No, no. You know, it's, it's milk and milk comes from cows. And you have to feed the cows, you know, and you and, and so on. And uh, prices go up, prices go down. I know that it's a stable price, it's a controlled price, but I find those very difficult. As I do sugar cane and things that grow in the ground, chickens as well, simply because there's nothing unique about South African cows. I know that you can't, you know, today you, you understand what I'm saying. I I think let's leave, the, the let's leave the agricultural analysis now, but I have written down milk comes from cows and cows have to be uh-huh. fed. The expert analysis from David Shapiro. Let's move on to something else. Move on to something else if we can. And let's move on uh-huh. to Impala Platinum. I'm speaking to a Platinum analyst yeah. later on. Yeah. This has been a nice jump, and I was just looking back at the share price history. In September, it was 16 rand per share. Oh, no. It's now 42 oh, no. rand a share. I know yeah. you don't like commodity yeah. companies, but goodness I, me, if you get these things right, they really do pay dividends. I, you, you know what we forget as well is that the palladium price is at a record. So the basket, you know, when we, we look at platinum, we see platinum at 800 or 830, wherever it is, but we don't see the palladium price. And I think they've been saved by the rand and palladium and also a lot of hard work. Anglo, Anglo-American Platts 
was one of the best producers, you know, uh, one of the best performers last year, turning around from a lot of effort that management put in to, to restabilize the company. And I think Impala are going through a similar kind of exercise, cutting back, and uh, it's been a very hard journey, particularly in a country now, you know, where uh, the trade unions are very powerful. So it's a nice turnaround. I still think they're outside the, you know, there's still a lot of issues to face, but, um, you know, much better result, and the market's responded for them. So, yeah. so these platinum companies have come from very low levels. I mean, they were down and out. They were on their knees, and, you know, management have, have put a lot of effort in, and things are starting to turn around. Would I invest in them? Still, still tricky. They're <laughs> still tricky. I suppose when you see a share that's gone from 133 rand, I think the high was, if I look at my graph yep, now, on, when was that, November 2013, yep, yep. 133 rand a share, it's mm, come down mm. to 15, 16 rand mm, a share at, mm. at one point, and you say to yourself, not knowing anything about platinum, not knowing anything about South Africa, you say to yourself, well, South Africa has a 76% monopoly mm. in platinum and platinum group yep. metal reserves, so you say to yourself, okay, well, Perhaps the labor, the labor unions are an obstacle, and mm. of course they are, but you can't ignore the monopoly situation when it comes to reserves and the ah. fact that the share has fallen from 133 to 15. And if you know nothing about the market, a simple person like myself would say, it's worth a punt. Exactly that. <laughs> it's worth a punt. But, you know, platinum is not a new metal. I mean, platinum has been mined in South Africa for over 100 years. And in the 100 years, there have been a lot of ups and downs in the platinum price. Uh, more recently, that's in our, in our lifetime, it's been used for uh, auto catalysts. And uh, platinum is mainly used in diesel whereas palladium is generally used in petrol cars. So the problem is that after the Volkswagen crisis, diesel has gone off the boil. People are reluctant to buy those Volkswagens or other companies, that, especially in Europe, and platinum's been under pressure. Also, jewelry offtake has kind of slowed down and so on. So your platinum price at 8.30, wherever it is, is way below the break-even for many South African mines. And then you, we're going into an era of self-driving vehicles, or sorry, uh, elect electric. electric cars, yes. where you might not need, and, and we forget about the recycling side of it as well. So the market, the experts have always said what you're saying, and I'm not, I'm not going to doubt it, but it's, it, it just hasn't performed the way we thought it would. So um, I, I'm... I'm it's worth a punt. Lindsay, I think I think generally commodities are looking that way. They're worth you know, they're worth a drive. They're worth taking a little bit of exposure to it. Uh we've seen the iron ore price, what can happen where a dam bursts in Brazil and suddenly the price spikes. Uh no one expects it and a huge amount of supply comes out the market. So those are those are the kind of risks in this case, a positive risk. Let's talk about some. I was going to talk about Anglo Gold Ashanti, yeah. but it's gold, and yeah. you're not really a gold person either. So let's have a look at something which is, I think, it's a share that always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Not a share, a company. MTN Group Limited trading statement for yeah. the year yeah. ended 31st yeah. of December. Now, you can tell me what's happened today and what the trading statement looked like, but. In the run-up to this, and when I say the run-up, I mean the last three years maybe, mm. it's been riddled with, with guilt, if you like, because well, it's been so – there's been a, one scandal after the next. Well, that's it. 
to you when it's been risen. You know, why, why are they always attracting scandal? Yes. Yes, they, they, they venture into countries. But the problem is you have to ask, well, how do they do their deals? You know, we've still got, as far as I know, we've still got the Turkcell deal overhanging us, which is, I think, the Iranian deal, you know, how they got that contract. There's still a lot of issues in most of the African countries. And wherever they go, they seem to attract problems. I know there's a whole new management team in there under Rob Shooter who weren't involved necessarily in setting up these contracts. But I think that uh, every day a letter arrives on his desk with another problem. And as you say, it's, it's, it's been riddled with issues. Mm. Now, they seem to have sorted out their, their problems in Nigeria, or it seems that things are coming right, and yet the share price has not reacted. Now, today's trading update is nothing more than saying our profits will be up more than 20%. In other words, it could be 50, 60, 70, 80%. All you have to do is say they're going to be better than 20%, which has been known, you know, market has known this for some time, and hence no reaction on the market today. It's um, it's actually down 2% in line with the general trend in our market, which has come under quite a bit of pressure. Yes, indeed, it has. It's been a good start to the week. Oh, it's been a good start to the year, rather, but a bad start to the week. Now, David, yeah. the, the PIC, the thing that gets me about the PIC, again, this is something that we've known about. You don't need a trading mm. update from the no. PIC if it was a listed entity to know that there was something rotten mm. there. What I don't quite understand is the ramifications and how people will handle it because – this is a giant, giant fund manager, yeah. and there yeah. are so many – if you really delve deep at their processes and the, the way they go about buying companies or selling yeah. companies or evaluating companies for a potential investment, yeah. they're too big for the JSE. That's the first thing. The second thing is maybe they've – because they've been too big, they've taken too big a stake, and they've been powerful. They've got backhanders. The, yeah. the list goes on, and there could be some yeah. companies, if people go in there and really clean up, really sweep clean with a new broom, you know there what? could be a, yeah. lot of, a lot of shares that suffer because of this. You know, Lindsay, ever since I've been on the market, the PIC, because of its powerful position, has always been – there have been questions around it, even in the days where the country was run by the nationalists. It was always the bond market where people made money. There was always talk around them in, in the bond market, you know, because in, in the bond market, you deal to the fourth decimal point. So if suddenly two decimal points vanished, you know, it could be very profitable for X, Y, Z. No one's going to test that. So there's been always a lot of questions around it. But under this new regime, there's one thing about the PRC. It's a pension fund, and it looks after government employees' pension or any of the public service, it's untouchable. You do not play around with people's pensions. You know, and that's, from my point of view, that's where the scandal really sticks in my throat, that that, uh, the government and employees at the PRC can actually conduct themselves where they're playing around with people's pension. It doesn't matter how small the issue is. And whether or not it taints, you know, whether or not it's going to damage returns, you don't do it no matter how small it is. And I think this to me is, 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 is what concerns me about this whole scandal and the way that, that these people, you know, these so-called managers have conducted themselves. And a lot of it is for political gains or at least supporting people who support the party. And I, it just kills me. 
Do we know, I mean, apart from the board, the board has gone, obviously, and now Mr Mbuweni has got to do something about that. Are the skills there to appoint a new board? I don't know. Do they bring in people on a part-time basis from other boards? I don't know what they're going to do. But what I do know is that we don't know who manages the money. I don't know a name. If I wanted to phone up the PIC and say, can you give me some comment on MTN, Clover or Impala, who would I phone up? I don't know I don't any know of these managers. They're, they're, they're not the Raging Bull Awards. They're not the Morning Star Awards. No. Do you know no. any managers at PIC? I, I, I think they generally outsource their uh, investment. So you would find, I know in my day, in the olden days, you know, it would be it would be Sunlum or Mutual or so I would imagine places like Coronation or some independent places like that manage some of the PRC's funds. I don't know anymore. I know who does it. I would imagine there's a huge number of empowerment fund managers manage money for the PRC. Mm. They over and above that, they would have their own set of analysts, you know, who would probably check what what their fund managers are doing. So it's an elaborate setup with some very highly qualified youngsters there, or or uh, not not necessarily youngsters, but uh, fund managers. So I think I think below the management levels, those that we're questioning now, I think would be very competent people. The problem is it's above the line, and it's above at management level or at boardroom level that all these issues are taking place. And it's, it must be very difficult if you're a junior analyst and, and you're bullied around and you want your job to see what they're doing. No one speaks up. Or where they have spoken up, it's caused huge issues, as we saw with this AO, saw, you know, this, the, the listing of this technology business. The Survey the analyst, AO yeah. saga, which well, is the well, latest the scandal. The analyst came out and said, you know, uh, criticized it. He wasn't in favor of it and was changed. <laughs> Lindsay, I must tell you that. Do you remember? Do you remember back in the internet days, with the internet uh, during the 2000s, where Sandy Wheel was in charge of uh, was it City yes. at that stage? What was the umbrella? Travelers and that. Yeah. And one of the analysts, I think they, I said he were doing a listing. I I might get my facts completely wrong. They were doing a listing, and uh, the one analyst who was critical of what Sandy was listing, if I remember, it could have been AT and T or something around that. I can't remember the exact business and that. And he wanted to get his kids into an exclusive school in Manhattan. <laughs> and he changed his forecast. It was, you know, he changed his forecast to help Sandy, you know, do a positive placing. And of course, uh, the company flopped. And this chap was banned, I think, for a decade or forever. I can't remember the names. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's happened. But, but still. There I is an opportunity PRC, here, I think, David, to take a trillion mm. rand fund manager, a trillion rand plus mm. fund manager, and really do something positive with it. I mean, often you find that it's the last, last scandal that wipes out everybody and says, yeah. well, we've lost total confidence. I think that there is a huge opportunity here to take the PIC to a level that could make it become uh, an international, world-class and influential fund management well, company. Well, it, of course it is. It's massive. And, and it owns... You know, it owns all of South Africa. If you look at Anglo-American, you know, 15%, the PRC, whichever business is listed on the JSE, PRC has a huge exposure. Mm. What needs to be done is that it needs to be run exactly like those large companies are. I know it, it does, of course. Harvard, you know, and Mohammed Al Arian made his name, I think, at Harvard, you know, where they went into alternative assets or they were much more expansive. Yes, PRC can do that as long as it's done in the proper way and it's not done with ulterior motives of helping a party or helping buddies. 
it doesn't mean that they have to stick to quoted investments. They certainly can go a lot offshore. They've got the capacity to do so. So yes, it can be turned into a massive, a massive private, uh, uh, sorry, a uh, fund manager, yeah. but for the purpose of looking after the people who contribute the money. You know, a pension fund, provident fund, whatever it is, not the funder of the ruling party or of the ruling party's friends. Yes, exactly, the AO story. It's almost tempting, mm. I suppose, when you say, well, look at our assets, look how, how much we've got, look how much we need to mm. deploy in the next three months, otherwise people will punish us for having all this money on our balance sheet. Mm. Mm. Let's just chuck $4 billion at this, at this company. It must be tempting mm. to do that right. because right. of laziness. But anyway, okay. David, let's not talk about the PIC. It's a story that will run and run, and as I say, I think it's a massive uh, opportunity for South Africa. Lindsay, I say the same thing for Coronation, or I say the same thing for any fund manager who is frivolous with funds, even if, the, you know, whether they went into Spanoff or whether they went into African Bank or whether they went into New Look, you know, New Look's bonds or something like that. You've got to be very careful, no matter how small the investment is. You know, don't treat it like a petty cash book. And I, I'm very critical of, of being frivolous with other people's money. You know, if it's yours, you can do what you like. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, quite it's, right. well, we've got to look at that. And well said. The, the JSC mm. coming back down to earth today with a close to mm. 1% fall for the All Share and the All Share yeah. top 40. Let's look at the weekend's football. The one thing that's really stood out for me over the weekend is when I see Manchester City against your team, Arsenal. Arsenal did well for the first 30 minutes. Then after that, they started to look a bit tired, a little bit devoid of yeah. ideas. Good goal from Koscielny to equalise the first one from Aguero from Manchester City. But I've I absolutely believe that you need a 20 to 30 goal striker in every single team to be successful, like he used to have with Thierry Henry. Look at Aguero. Yeah. He scored 10 mm. hat-tricks in the Premier yeah. League. He keeps on yeah. going every single year. You had, mm. you got your Ronaldos and your Messis. The successful teams have somebody that consistently yeah. scores 20 yeah. goals plus. Yeah. Arsenal don't have that. No, no. In fact, the Arsenal don't have a team. I... I, 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 I you know, Lindsay, I say, if I was a young kid and I bought an Arsenal jersey and a supporter, whose name would I put on the back? There's no one. No. There's nobody there. There's no hero in the team. I was just thinking back on previous, you know, it, whether it was Man United, whether it's even today, you know, Spurs, the teams of today, they've got a core there and they've got those heroes. You know, they've got those those players who can make a difference. Arsenal don't have any of it. There's no one in the Arsenal team that makes any difference. So I, I just I just think that uh, this is a team that's going to take a few years to rebuild if Emery's got the ability to do so. I mm. can't, you know, it's too early. No, but I mean... He doesn't uh, have a character really, good. does he? He hasn't got no, a character. He seems a bit no. wishy-washy. But anyway, David, no. you're on the back of our shirt. You're our hero. That's David Shapiro <laughs> from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. <laughs>